Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is January 14th. Today we are going to continue in Genesis chapter 3, continue talking a little bit about the fall of Adam and Eve. It's funny because I've been referring to it as the fall of Adam and Eve this entire time, but it's interesting because we don't actually learn Eve's name until after the fall. After the Lord talks to Satan and to Eve and to Adam and outlines these consequences that are going to happen because of the fall, it says in verse 20, and Adam called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all living. Now that's interesting because Eve has been around for a while. I don't know what he was calling her before or if this is just kind of out of place a little bit, but I wanted to talk a little bit about Eve and being a mother of all living. Now I didn't want to talk about Eve specifically, but what it means to be a mother. My friends, I know that there are so many people out there, whether They are listening, whether you know someone who's going through this, who longs to be a mother. And sometimes in our mind and in our vocabulary, we think, oh, well, I'm not a mother because I've never born children. Whether because this person is dealing with infertility or whether they've just never had the opportunity to be married and have just never been able to bear children, that does not mean that these women are not mothers. In a talk given by Sister Marriott, who served as second counselor in the General Young Women's Presidency, she talked about how when she was born, her parents planted a magnolia tree so that she would have magnolias for her wedding. And then she goes on to explain how there were no magnolias at her wedding because she had joined the church a year earlier. And when she left Louisiana to go to Salt Lake to marry her husband, her parents weren't by her side. In fact, she spent the night before her wedding staying with her fiancé's great-aunt. They called her Great-Aunt Carol. I want you to imagine what that must have been like. You're getting married the very next day and you have no family by your side. And a woman that you've never met, a complete stranger, is the only one that's with you. Sister Marriott describes that moment like this. She says, As I stood at the front door of Aunt Carol's house, I wanted to shrink away. The door opened. I stood there like a scared rabbit. And Aunt Carol, without a word, reached out and took me into her arms. She, who had no children of her own, knew, her nurturing heart knew, that I needed a place to belong. Sister Marriott goes on to say, Mothers literally make room in their bodies to nurture an unborn baby, and hopefully a place in their hearts as they raise them. But nurturing is not limited to bearing children. Eve was called a mother before she ever had children. I believe that to mother means to give life. Think of the many ways you give life. It could mean giving emotional life to the hopeless or spiritual life to the doubter. With the help of the Holy Ghost, we can create an emotionally healing place for the discriminated against, the rejected, and the stranger. In these tender yet powerful ways, we build the kingdom. Sisters, All of us come to earth with these life-giving, nurturing, maternal gifts, because that is God's plan. I absolutely love what Sister Marriott points out there. Here, after the fall, while they are still in the presence of God, before Eve ever has children of her own, she is called the mother of all living. And perhaps that's because being a mother is something more than just bearing children. Perhaps being a mother is truly to give life through our nurturing, through our hearts, through our kindness, through our goodness. 
And so if you're one of those people who are longing for a child, longing to be a mother, please know Eve was a mother long before she ever bore children. And your nurturing and your goodness and your kindness make you a mother already. Please know that when I say that, I am not trying to belittle or to downgrade any of the real, actual pain that comes when you are longing for something that hasn't come yet. But know that God has a plan. And part of that plan is the nurturing spirit that he placed inside of women to mother before they ever even have children. Now, as we continue to read, we continue to learn more and we see more of the Savior here in the Old Testament. Verse 21 says, Unto Adam also and to his wife did the Lord God make coats of skins and clothed them. Now, on the surface, you might say, okay, where is that showing us the atonement? Where is that showing us the Savior? But I love that the Lord God made coats of skin and he clothed them. Here, after the fall, after they've partaken of the fruit, that transgression, all of a sudden the Lord says, okay, we need to clothe you. Remember, they had already sewed themselves aprons out of fig leaves, but this was something more. The Jewish tradition has a holiday called Yom Kippur, which means Day of Atonement. That word Kippur means to atone or atonement. And the direct translation of that word, Kippur, means to cover. And a related word, kafar, means to clothe. And so Day of Atonement, this day that the Jewish people go to make sacrifice and to receive forgiveness from sin, really is a day to go before the Lord and to be covered by him, to be clothed by him. So here in the post-fall life, after the fall of Adam and Eve, after their transgression, when the Lord wants to clothe them, when he wants to cover them, Yes, I'm sure there was a practical aspect to that because fig leaves don't make for great covering. But more importantly, there was a spiritual symbolic aspect of these coats of skins, of this clothing made for them by the Lord. I find it fascinating to compare the clothing that Adam and Eve made for themselves versus the clothing that the Lord made for them. Adam and Eve sewed together fig leaves to make aprons. Now, I wasn't there, I don't know, but I can't imagine that that was <laughs> extremely covering. I can't imagine that that did the same job that coats of skins would have done. And I love the symbolism there as well. Oftentimes in our lives, we make mistakes and we want to work out those mistakes on our own. I remember being a teenager and feeling that same way. Well, why can't I just do this by myself? Why can't I just take care of things alone? But my friends, remember that was never God's plan. His plan always included the atonement of Jesus Christ. And any covering, any clothing that we could do for ourselves or make for ourselves would be insufficient and incomplete. We need the Lord. We need the atonement of Jesus Christ to clothe us and to cover us. His clothing, his covering, his atonement is enough. It's sufficient and it's all-encompassing. But let's not forget that the atonement is for more than just forgiveness of sin. That is the covering and clothing aspect of the atonement. But the word atonement in Arabic is kafata, which means a close embrace. Christ's atonement isn't just for the remission of sin. It is also for his ability to strengthen, to heal, and to comfort us. Elder Bednar once said, The Savior has suffered not just for our iniquities, but also for the inequality the unfairness, 
the pain, the anguish, and the emotional distress that so frequently besets us. There is no physical pain, no anguish of soul, no suffering of spirit, no infirmity or weakness that you and I ever experience during our mortal journey that the Savior did not experience first. You and I, in a moment of weakness, may cry out, No one understands, no one knows. No human being perhaps knows, but the Son of God perfectly knows and understands. For He felt and bore our burdens before we ever did. And because He paid the ultimate price and bore that burden, He has perfect empathy and can extend to us His arm of mercy in so many phases of our life. He can reach out to touch, succor, literally run to us, and strengthen us to be more than we ever could be, and help us to do that which we could never do through relying on our own power. He can reach out to touch us, and to strengthen us, and to succor us because of kafata, because of that warm embrace. And He can do more than we ever could relying on our own power. You and I with our own power and with her own foolishness might try to make fig leaves, but he can clothe us wholly and completely in his atonement and in his embrace. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.